This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus BeGambleAware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to YouTube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Back from Arfield. What a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the ball is What a strike from Wade Elliott! A bolt from the Clarendon Blue! Oh goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that! Pure quality! I mean, if there's any justice in the world, 
Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Goal! Michael Kellan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of this weekend's game with Reading, down at what I like to still call the Medeski Stadium. Uh, yeah, big one for the Clarets. Um, obviously, we can win the league at Reading. As the famous commentary goes, they came to York in their thousands, they're going home as champions. Maybe we will hear some new epic commentary this weekend. They went to Reading in their thousands. They're going home as champions. But, of course, we need Sheffield United to lose the earlier game if that is to happen. But that's what we needed on Good Friday. We needed Luton not to win and that happened. Then we went to Middlesbrough and then, of course, seal promotion. But it's it's a game, this one, with all due respect, and I've got a Reading fan waiting in the rings and I will bring him in in a minute, so I am quite reluctant to say this, but we have just spoken on this podcast and I kind of said the same thing anyway. It's a game that I'm expecting to win, but... It's never easy against a team that's down there fighting for their lives, especially a team that has just sacked their manager, which I'm going to be honest with you, I am gutted about. Because obviously Burnley and Paulins have a history due to the Blackman Rovers situation anyway. Um, but he had an epic cry, didn't he, um, earlier in the season at Turf Moor. Um, you can kind of see why you would be upset with the 94th minute winner uh, for the Clarets. Um, but the, 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 the clip has been shared so many times by Burnley fans. He's there going, well, these are apparently the best team in the league. While you've got Burnley fans in the background chanting, you're fucking shit, absolutely brilliant. Um, so I was hoping to make him cry again. And it would have been just a beautiful piece of symmetry or whatever you want to call it, round thing, uh, full circle, if we'd then beat him and then sacked him. Um, but not to be ready and have sacked him already. Noel Hunt is there. And of course, we will now bring in our Reading fan. It is Matt and he is from the Reading podcast, the Elm Park Royals. How are you doing, mate? Not too bad. A lot better than the weekend because as you lovely portrayed there, we have sacked Paul Lintz and yeah, about fucking time on it, I have to say. Yeah. It's, oh my God. I'm so sure I we'll presume you're happy it. with the sacking then, yeah? You're happy with the sacking? I, Do you think it should have been done six months ago? I, like to... I've never seen a fan base so united in hatred towards one manager. And and like like and it's weird that I say that, but it really got to that stage. And to think where last year we had Val Valko Palnovich in charge, there was protest, there was we, we, we penned the, the, the team bus in at Peterborough Way at one point at pro- protesting against the players. And we've had play, um managers Paul Clement, Yap Stam went down very quickly as well. He started criticising the fans, not thought of, you know, nicely. But people are saying, you know, oh, would, like Paul Ince makes Paul Clement look like Pep Guardiola and would love to have Paul Clement back over Paul Ince. You know, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's something it should have happened. It should have happened weeks ago, to be honest, um, because it's just been a toxic, turgid downhill, just catastrophe really the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the last few weeks, you have, of course, slipped back into the relegation zone. Just looking at the league table now, um, Wigan and Blackpool gone. Um, I think you still have a chance of stopping up. Of course, you have had the points deduction, haven't you? Was it six points? Six points, yeah. Without it, we yeah. would be 47 points, I think it yeah, is, at the without moment. It, yeah, without it. Yeah, without it, you'd probably be safe. Because um, obviously 50 is meant to be the magic number um, and you'd only be one win away from that. So I think you'd probably be safe. Um, if you can... 
and I don't want to um, send you into a depression or anything, but talk to me about your season so far, because you actually started quite well. A lot of people, <laughs> obviously, we, we're new to the Championship, so I remember not knowing too much about it, watching a lot of second-tier pod and stuff, and some uh, one of your podcasts, for example, and I think I watched um, Roker, but just basically getting some predictions off all the other teams of where they think teams will finish. Everybody had you down there, down at the bottom, potentially relegated, uh, but then you start the season really well, and of course, now it's looking like you could be going down. But what are your thoughts on your season so far? Well, I think before the season... To be honest, I think everyone on our podcast as well were reading to go down in all honesty. Yeah. Um, you know, there was there was no real hope for for survival. It was almost like let's just try and start building something, change things behind the scenes. Behind the scenes did change. You know, we've had um Mark Bowen come in, sporting director. That was really good. Recruitment structure, Brian Carey came in as head of recruitment because we didn't actually have any recruitment. Our re- recruitment was he who shan't be named in Kia Yurabachan. Um, chief football club killer, seemingly. Um, he was our recruitment, so he got carted out, thankfully. And um, we got Brian Carey in, a recruitment structure in place as well. Eddie Nowitzki came back in as um, head of player development. Academy got restructured, so it was it was good on that side. And that, that happened in the early parts of the season. It probably got a bit of feel good within the fans because... Again, we like there was we, we talked about it before. Um, there was some protests last season um, uh, as well with um, against the owner, the way the club was being run because there was no structure. We didn't have a sporting director, didn't have anything recruitment wise. It was literally the owner and Kia, Kia Irabachan running the club, which was just bonkers, really. Um, but the season started. We started really well, and yeah. <laughs> We did start really well. I do remember doing some podcasts earlier in the season, though, talking to away fans, and they asked kind of, what what's happened at the start of the season? What's happening? What's Paul Lintz done? And I remember saying then, like, I, I, I don't know. I generally don't know how we're getting these wins. Um, it kind of had that feeling about it. Maybe, well, luck probably was on our side, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we probably probably rode our luck there was there was a good fight about the team they were working and quite often in games you could see that they're at least working harder than the opposition but I think as we very quickly realized they were having to work harder because there was just to say that I've never seen a team coached less than this current Reading team would be an understatement because there's just nothing in this in this Reading team you know what what transpired after that the dip in form it's just a culmination of everything from zero tactics from Paul Lintz, zero clue of how to set a team up, zero clue of how to nullify an opposition team and zero clue about how to actually train his team to actually do what he wants them to do. That's before you even get into all the gaslighting and in uh, his press ma- um, post-match press conferences, throwing players under the bus constantly whenever we'd lose, say that... Oh, the players aren't good enough. Oh, if, if if I was in that team, I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't be standing for that. I'd be right in their faces. It's like, well, you're the coach, you're the yeah. manager, teach them. And he just didn't, you know, that I, I would not be able to say one thing that Paul Ince coached into that team or one player he made better in his time here, which given he was here for a year and two months, is frightening, really. What's the difference then between Reading from the earlier part of the season to the Reading that's been the last six, seven weeks where you've been terrible, basically? 
Um, it's probably a bit of luck. I have to uh, mm. maybe some confidence in there as well because we all know what confidence does does to football teams. You know, I mean, to be honest, we had a fantastic game against Blackburn, as I guess you guys would probably probably appreciate. Um, we talked them three 0 at, at our place um, earlier in the season, that, yeah. and and that 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 was one game. That was pro- that's the only game this year where I could actually say that and look at and say honestly, we dominated them. We did. We really deserved that victory. Um, because we, we 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 pressed them well, we pressed them high, forced them into errors, and we scored some actually quite good goals that game. But then again, Paul Lintz comes comes out in the press conference after and says, "Oh yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's a bit of a fluke, really. You know, this like let, let's not try and get used to this every week. Cause this isn't what it's going to be like every week." Fuck mm. me, he was right. Um, you know, looking back <laughs> at it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's like you know, you, you you look at that and you think that was our one good game where you could look at and say, we really, whatever plan it was, maybe there wasn't a plan. Maybe Paul Lynch was right. I probably was right. It was a fluke, but like you, you as a manager, you've at least got to look at it, see what your players did. Even if you didn't tell them to do that, but see what they did, see how space was made, see how you shifted the defense, yeah. where your players made runs and try and replicate that coach that into your players, then do that again. Cause that's worked. And just the ineptitude to do that. It's yeah, like like that. That's that's probably led to our downfall. And to be honest, we've just become an unbelievably easy team to play against. Because as the season's gone on, to be fair, one thing actually that I could say that Paul Lintz has uh, has done with this Reading team got us sitting deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, I've never seen a, a team play football as anti-football as Reading. I know you guys had Dice for a while, but um, I mean, he'd make again, he'd make. Paul Lintz would make Dyche look like Pep Guardiola, you know, and um, yeah, the fact that I'm even putting them in the same breath is a bit, I think, insulting to Dyche. But, um, but yeah, um, like like we, it, the classic example of it was Cardiff away. It was on Sky Television. I apologise to any person who was unfortunate enough, enough to watch that on Sky because it was the worst game in football. Well, actually, no, it wasn't. It was one of them, one of the worst games of football I've ever watched because we just went there. It was mid-February. Cardiff hadn't won at home for four months i think since first of october we literally sat sat in tried to play for a nil nil draw and we had three shots four shots all game mm. and i literally I, I said to alex who was next to me at the game i said to him we, we, we're gonna lose this in the 89th 90th minute and it's gonna be sawyers who scores because he always scores against us it was it 25 yards sawyers he doesn't always score against us. He, I think that was his second goal against us. But, um, but yeah, I seemingly fixed it. Um, so yeah, it is just it's a combination of just the coaching, in putting us deeper and deeper and deeper as well. Um, again, Millwall at home was another classic example. Millwall at home, tough game, two shots all game, not on target. Yeah. Two shots all game. It's just diabolical. Like I, I've never seen football like him pretty much most Reading fans have been unanimous in saying that it's the worst football they've ever seen. But it comes down to the coaching. Because, yeah. yeah. What, what are you expecting to be different then on the hunt? Because I'm just looking at some of your result, results now. One win since January. Um, that yeah. was against Blackpool. Um, yeah. You managed to beat Blackpool. We haven't managed to beat them this season. Um, you've scored. That mean all... we're the best team of the league, probably, I think. It, it does. That, that's what... When I, that's what I used to do. Say, like, if Burnley beat somebody who had just beaten Man United, I'd be like, oh, well, better than Man United. Yeah. That's what I used to say when I was a kid. It's the small um, wins. It's the small yeah. wins. <laughs> but you've scored in each of your last five games. Um, hmm. so does that not give you a, a little bit of hope that you are now starting 
Well, number one, the first question actually is, what's the difference? What do you think the difference is going to be under your new gap or under Hun? And secondly, does the fact that you have now scored in each of your last five games give you a little bit of hope that you maybe are starting to get the shots on target and obviously convert them into goals? Um, it does give a bit of hope, I think, um, because, yeah, we went, I think it was three or four games without scoring because we did. We, we we went, I think it was five away games without scoring as well. We went through an unbelievably barren run in mid Jan, mid late January, early February. Um, yeah, it's good that we're scoring, but the problem is we can't keep clean sheets because we've not kept yeah. a clean sheet since um, 11th of December, first game back from the international break where we beat Coventry 1-0 at home. You know, and I mean, for a team that sets up to try and get a nil-nil under Paul Lintz and you've not kept a clean sheet in, you know, four months, it's not really the best tactic, let's be honest. I don't I don't even think many people would set up like that within the right frame of mind if, uh, you know, that's that's the stat on it. But um, on Hunt and the difference it's going to bring, it's it's I don't really know, um, in, in, in all honesty, um, because he's never had a managerial job. Um, he has been in charge of under-23s this season. They've done quite well um for for the we, we lost a lot of our under 23 players in the summer um as we lost our category one status a number of them were taken were, were pinched yeah um but he's done a good job in that front but i think the biggest thing that hunt will bring um is a, a unity within the fan base every single reading fan is behind no hunt because again He's probably not got legend status at Reading because legend status is is uh, is reserved for a select few. But he's probably one of the most fondly remembered Reading players um, from 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 Reading history. You know, pe- people remember Noel Hunt more than they do Stephen Hunt, who was his brother, who was one of our wingers in the one hundred and six team. I think that says a lot to the kind of character and player Noel Hunt was for Reading because he's he's more fondly remembered than one of our key players in that 106 team and our subsequent Premier League team. Yeah. Um, so I think unity will be the biggest thing. Um, hopefully some coaching. <laughs> Reading did actually release a video today of um, his first training session. And it was just nice actually seeing a manager actually getting involved in training, talking to players, showing them where to go, where to be. Cause it's, it's like, I mean, we've never seen that. You, you know, and maybe it happened behind the scenes. I don't know what happened on the training pitch, but to be honest, with what I saw on the on the pitch, I I, I, I don't even think Ince was really turning up to training. To be honest, and uh, <laughs> it was probably just sat having a coffee or something, or uh, reminiscing of his uh, Inter Milan days or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, which hunt was it that injured Peter Check? Was it Noel? That was Stephen. Stephen Hunt. No, that that right. that was his brother. Yeah, from 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 the yeah. one hundred six team. And I mean, like he's. Yeah, like so many players or so, so many people remember him as as the player that injured um you know Petr Cech and a bit of a bullish kind of runner that would just go in yeah. full-hearted very ungainly didn't have that much skill um to him but my god he was a worker um Stephen yeah. Hunt um, sorry not Stephen Hunt Noel Hunt a bit different bit more of a fox in the box he was it was a striker wasn't again like and again I think it goes to show what kind of a character he was he wasn't the most prolific striker wasn't even close to the most prolific striker for Reading, um, even in our team that got promoted in 11 12, you know, you had players like Adam Lafondra, Jason Roberts, who you'd probably say were, you know, more of a goal scorer than the Noel Hunt that season. Um, but he's so fondly remembered by every Reading fan because he would never stop running. His personality, he was a leader on the pitch, um, had a real, real, um, uh, like camaraderie in the dressing room. Players looked up to him. Um, and hopefully he's going to bring that into in, in into being 
you know, interim manager until the end of the year. Um, because, yeah, you know, style of play, you could pick anything out of the hat and, you know, it, it could be as good of good as I guess as uh, mine or any Reading fan. But, um, but yeah, just the the togetherness, the spirit, every Reading fan's been behind him on, on Twitter. Um, you know, if you go yeah. through the Reading hashtag and just like look through um, what people have been posting, it's all been behind um, no Hunt, former players as well, teammates again because he was so loved by them, all tweeting out in support. So hopefully, he might not bring you know the managerial ability of 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 uh, some others, but hopefully he can bring that togetherness and unity within the fan base. Because I mean, Christ, we've got three massive home games coming up now to you know that could potentially save our season. Yeah, well, sometimes you need that camaraderie, don't you? That togetherness and 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 that is the bit that worries me slightly. Uh, the fact that your fans will probably be up for it um, on Saturday now um, and get behind you. Um, I also like to also get people's opinions on Burnley, especially after such a good season. Um, <laughs> obviously, companies come in, um, completely change the ethos. I think we lost, this number might be a bit incorrect, I've just seen it on Twitter, but we lost a lot of first-team players in the summer. Some people saying it was as much as 21. Obviously, big players left like James Tarkovsky, Ben Mee, Nick Port, Matt O'Connor, and we lost a lot of players. Um, so we had to go and sign a few players. Now, some people just go, ah, oh, well, you're bound to win the league when you spent X amount of money. But when you put it in the way that I've just put it, it's something that had to be done. Um, but it's not just that as well. Companies come in, change the entire style of play. There was such an ingrained style of play in Burnley because of the, the, how long Dives was here. And it wasn't a bad style of play. It was just a certain style of way of playing. Company said, I don't want that. I want to completely rip it up, play in a new style, which is probably why we started the season slowly and why I thought we'd start it even slower than we did. I remember thinking we'll probably be around 10th, 11th, 12th at Christmas and then make a late charge and hopefully get into the playoffs. Obviously, it's been opposite of that. Yeah, we were a little bit slow, but we're top by Christmas and we've been top ever since. And obviously, we're on the verge of winning it. Um, but what are your thoughts on Burnley this season and um, kind of related to that question on the job that Vincent, Vincent Company's done? I mean, the numbers speak for themselves with Burnley this year. You know, we were talking about it before. I mean, the run since since the international break, not the international break, the World Cup break, sorry, for you guys has been has, has been scary. 20, 20 games, 16 yeah. wins, I think it is, four losses. You know, you don't see those numbers at all, really, you know, it, 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 in, in the championship, even kind of when you look back to, you know, Reading's 106 season, I think uh, the most wins on a bounce that we had, I think was nine that season. Um, you know, there was a, like, we, we'd always have a few wins, a draw, a few wins, draw. And, you know, it was relentless in that fashion but I mean I'll be honest I didn't have Burnley to go straight back up this season in my predictions I think I had you guys sixth probably as the lazy the lazy final uh you know relegated team to get the playoffs pick because it was just unknown you know company companies come yeah. in and you know did 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 an okay job at Andalek it probably didn't pull up many trees there so I think a lot of people were kind of like well it's a tough gig to come into Burnley and completely change a football club the way he has but the way he's done it I think you can't praise it enough to be honest because like you say you come come from a time of where you've just played seven eight years under Dyche you know grind out hoofball football whatever you want to call it you know grinding out wins ma maximum effort minimum or whatever his, his phrase yeah. was is it minimum minimum requirement at maximum effort? That was it. Yeah, the minimum requirement is maximum effort. Yeah. yeah. Like, but to change that to be, you know, almost a total footballing side, 
it's 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 been incredible and um like in in the championship i mean i've i've really enjoyed borough this second half of the season but i mean i remember watching that first game you played against against huddersfield and it on the first day of the season on the friday and i remember watching it and just thinking like this this isn't burnley and 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 that was the first game of the season you know like say it's it's taken it's taken its time to to fully bed in which i guess is fair enough when you think of the changes but yeah, you know, I just, I, I don't think you can sing the praises of, of this Burnley team, you, you know, enough. And it's been talked about a lot. You know, the the uh, the, the 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 points record, one hundred and six points, need to win every game, obviously, between now and the end of the season to do so. But yeah, you look at the teams that are there; it's it's very possible. It's very possible. Yeah. But for a team that wins that many games in the second half of the season, I think you know you just got to shake hands and just say fair play. Because yeah, this Burnley team is 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 something else. It has to be said. Obviously, Reading are the team that currently hold the record for 106 points. What's the feeling like amongst your fan base? Is it is it a worry that we could potentially beat it, or you're just not that bothered because you've got other things to focus on, like staying in in the league, or or is, is there genuine conversations between Reading fans of, oh, I hope Burnley lose today because I don't want them to beat our record, or is it just not something you're that asked about? Um, I think there is because, you know, it, it like at, at, at the end of the day, it's a very proud thing for the football club to have a yeah, record sure. like that, you know, and, and, and to boast, you know, the best team in history and all of that. Um, our fans probably checking their phones, you know, night and day checking the Bernie scores, probably not. Um, and it's probably more of an ironic thing. Um, I know Steve Koppel, um, our manager for that season, he always says that whenever, whenever a team doesn't, or get gets to the point where they can't can no longer beat the record that season, so that the, the the team at the top can no longer beat the record. He always has a glass of red wine. Um, maybe he, he he watches it a bit because it's it's something really proud. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know he said that he doesn't think he didn't think it'd ever be beaten. Um, it could be very close, you know. But you know, if 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 you win every game between now and the end of the season, like I say, you just got yeah, to say yeah, that's the that's the only way we do it. We have to win every game yeah. now. Which I, I because of that, I think we will fall just short. Although I look at the fixtures and I don't see where we drop points, but I just think because we've drawn to teams like Blackpool twice, we've drawn recently to Sunderland. I just think if you're going to draw against teams like them, you're going to pick up another draw here and there between now and the end of the season. Um, do you think Burnley will beat it, or do you think we'll just fall short? Now. I I have actually thought that you're gonna beat it for for a few weeks now. The last couple of draws has made it obviously a lot closer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I almost think it might, which is crazy for me to say, given how dismal we've been. I like, and again, it'll probably be the pessimism inside me thinking that well, if you beat us this week, you, you, you're not gonna lose because I don't, I don't. Really care about the other teams and to be honest i want you to beat the other teams because i don't want you to be i don't want you know the cardiffs and the uh the, the rotherhams and that to 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 beat you guys or pick pick points up against you um i i don't think so i you, you might match it i think you might match it yeah. at 106 because i think one draw and five wins is very possible six wins yeah. on the bounce from here and i, I mean i think that would be a run of nine i think to the end of the season It'd be it'd be very, very hard to maintain that. And you always have the, the talk of, oh, well, when once you're champions, does it tail off? But there's something about Vincent Company because he brings that 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 Manchester City centurion winners mentality, relentless, you know, winning the title isn't enough. 
You know, yeah. you've got to win every game. It's that Pep, what Pep Guardiola has instilled at Manchester City when they go on bonkers winning runs to, you know, catch Liverpool like they did a few years ago or kind of what they're doing right now. You know, it's just that mentality that, you know, company might have brought and it might make it very close towards the end. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, if, 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 if you beat it, you beat it. You've just got to say fair play because it's, it's one hell of a team you, you, you guys have had this season. What happens with Steve Koppel's glass of red if we equal it? Does he invite Vincent down and they have one together? That's a that's a brilliant question, actually. I don't know. Um, that, yeah. that, that'll be some good content. If somebody can sort that out, give Steve <laughs> Koppel a ring, maybe we'll EFL can that. get it sorted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, well, it, it's 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 he he said it on kind of um, fans evenings I attended a night last year with him and Brian McDermott, our two managers got us promoted. And obviously the question always comes up about, about the team and kind of how he celebrates, you know, every season, but yeah, he always, always says he has a glass of red on, uh, on, on, on that evening. So uh, yeah, whether or not he'll do it with, uh, with Vinnie Kay, who knows, but uh, it'd certainly be, be, be worthwhile. I think if he does. Yeah. Um, so getting on to the game then, what sort of game are you expecting? Not necessarily touching on the predictions just yet, but are you expecting you guys to just completely sit back and just say, break us down, or are you going to try and come at us? Because a win would be very, very valuable for you and your fight for survival. So are you going to try and come at us and win the game? Or do you think it's going to be a case of just sitting back and hoping you can nick a draw and maybe damage limitation? Because I'm just looking at the league table now. Obviously, we've scored the most in the league with 78 goals. That's just under two goals a game. Um, but it's only two teams that have actually conceded more than you um, at the minute. You've conceded 62 goals. So it's kind of the best um, strike force in the league against one of the worst defences. So I, I guess sitting back would probably be a little bit silly, but then opening up against us might be a bit silly. So yeah. how do you think you'll go about it? Oh, it's, it's, uh, whenever you play teams like Burnley, I, I don't think there's a right way to play. I really don't because you've hmm. got to have a bit of luck against a team like Burnley in the run that they're in, you've got to have a bit of luck um, to, to get a result, you know, hope that, you know, you guys may be party too hard after the Sheffield United win, pretty much clinching the yeah. title at that point, you know, maybe, maybe you feel a bit sleepy still or a bit hungover, but, um, but, but yeah, it's, I kind of, in an odd way, I kind of expect Hunt to try and just go with quite a high press because I kind of feel like he's going to try and just get, these players to go after the opposition and just you know if if we don't stay up we don't stay up I think most Reading fans are probably still very resigned to relegation even with Hunt in charge in Scone and Hunt now in charge mm. because again the games we've got to the end of the season we've got a horrible run of games to be honest um so I kind of feel like Hunt might channel that and almost you know just just go out with almost a mentality of well if we go down we'll go down fighting and to be honest, a lot of Reading fans have also said, like, I'd I'd rather see us lose 3-1 against Burnley or 3-0 if we actually come out and try, you know, show a bit of a plan of what, we, what we're trying to do, you know, patterns mm -hmm. of play, how we're looking to attack. Because, again, we've been devoid of that for over a year under Ince, you know, of, of, of an actual plan and actually being able to see what, what the team wants to do, apart from lump it to Andy Carroll and pray. Um, you know, that was literally the tactic. Um, so I do kind of expect us to come out on the front foot and try and get into you guys, whether or not that'll be the good, the, the best thing to do. Like I say, who knows? Because you like, like I say, whether you like it or not, you need some luck to beat a team like Burnley. 
um, in the form they're yeah. in and everything. So, yeah. Yep, fair enough. Uh, predictions then. I, I know we've already discussed predictions on your podcast, and so I'm going to stick by the prediction I said. I, I think Burnley will win. I think we'll win it comfortably, and I think we'll win 3-0. I am slightly worried about your new manager balance. Um, I think we drew against, might be wrong, but we drew against Cardiff when they just appointed a manager, so we have been victim of that. Uh, Mick McCarthy had only been at Blackpool for a little bit. He's obviously already left, um, but he'd already been at Blackpool for a little bit when we drew there. Um, and just to put my 3 0 in perspective, like I'm very rarely that confident, even this season. But the last time I You've was, you've got this more than enough right to be confident. Yeah. <laughs> the, last time, the last time I was this confident and came on the podcast, I just said, Yeah, we'll, we'll win and we'll win comfortably. That was against Blackpool. Of course, it finished 0 0. So um, I may be jinxing it now. But yeah, I think Burley win and I think we'll win comfortably. What about you? You sure you don't want to go 4 0, 5 0, jinx it a bit more? 6 7, <laughs> yes, or you win 3 0. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I, I, I think I'd be, I think I'd need to walk away with, uh, with, with a crazy hat on if I was going to say a win. To be honest, you know, I, yeah, you can't predict a win. I don't think you know any Reading fan. I, I can hope for a win and I can hope for a draw, but you know, I said it on our podcast. I, I, I think it's going to be two 0 to, to you guys. I, I, I think it's going to be around about that. In all honesty, um, you know, your defence is incredible. The last twenty games, you know, only conceding seven in twenty games is ridiculous yeah. quite frankly you know so to even get a goal you know will be hard um but you know like, like like say you never know it's more the hope really for the weekend um i think the bottom line is um for the first time in months i'm actually looking forward to going back and watching watching reading even though i i say that and i go to most reading games i was at preston at the weekend and um yeah i knew we were going to lose and i still went um but um but yeah i'm actually looking forward to seeing a football match again at, at reading for the first time in ages which is weird given that it's uh burnley because like i say we're probably going to be tonked but um but but yeah that's that's the biggest thing hopefully the atmosphere is good and maybe the players can feed off the back of that and like say get a bit of a new manager bounce and yeah because a win uh, it'd be massive wouldn't be obviously yeah, survival but it'd be a yeah. it'd be a real good good starting point yeah, well, a win could put you as high as, as 19th uh, above Cardiff, QPR and Huddersfield, obviously, provided results went your way. And that brings me on nicely to my next question. Your, my next prediction, or prediction of yours, should I say, um, do you think you're going to stop up or do you think you're going to go down? Um, I, I have to be honest, I still think we'll go down. Um, I know that's very doom and gloom. Um, I've said it a few times on um, a few radio shows and um, our podcast that kind of, it like, with Ince, we had zero zero chance. With Ince, we we were down. With Ince, you know, like 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 said, it's kind of unfortunate, I guess, for Burnley that you know we have sacked Ince because it's given us yeah. a small chance against you. It's a small chance, you know. Like you say, it might be two, three, four, five percent chance against you guys, but it's that's what you live for as fans, right? You live for a bit of hope. It's the hope that kills you. Um, I'd probably say we're probably still. Well, our chance of survival, I'll say, is probably still about. I say about 10, 15%. Some other Reading fans say about 75, uh, 25% chance of survival. I'm a bit more pessimistic because I look at the games. We've got you this weekend, Luton following that, who are third, Coventry yeah. away after that, who are ninth, I think. And then obviously we do have Wigan at home and then Huddersfield away the last two games, which may, may, See, maybe... That's, those... where, that's where I think you stay up personally. Yeah, it's like it's 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 one of those things where it's I'm probably being a bit too pessimistic because I don't want to get to those games as nobody wants to get to those games and still be in the relegation zone needing to win games. Um, but um, but but yeah, I kind of feel like we might be 
three points adrift by that by that point. Even with QPR on the run that they're on, they picked up a draw yeah, at the weekend. See, and uh, that's that's my prediction. I think QPR go. I'm just looking at their fixtures as well now. Actually, um, their fixtures are as hard as ours. I think. Yeah, from, that's what I mean. From, they're from as memory. hard as yours, and they're yeah. in worse form than you. Not many teams are in worse form than you. Um, Thanks on doing it. Really does. <laughs> it does. But I just don't understand how, how bad they've been. Uh, no, so it's, they were it's, top at one point. Yeah, I, mean, I know you were as well. But you, they, you were top quite early on in the season. Yeah, I think it's I think six games or something. Fifteen games yeah. or something. Yeah, well, um, well, well, well they've really actually, fallen off. When we actually we played QPR back in October at Loftus Road and we took the lead actually in that game and we we were actually top in that game as well for I think it was like two minutes until they equalised um, again because we were playing on the Friday um, yeah. and so we were actually top top of the league then as well but I think when they won they went top of the league then um, because it was like second against third or something I think when we played them but yeah it's 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 been a weird one they had michael bill didn't they and then he 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 left the rangers and it's all kind of just gone a bit south since then and they just can't score or can't win but yeah you know like i'd we've been down there enough and i guess you know as as bernie fans in the premier league you know you kind of know the 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 the, the deal when it comes to relegation you know you, you're looking at other teams and what they're doing but ultimately you just want to win your games you want to have it in your yeah. hands you want to you don't want to be relying on other teams not being as good as you you know you want to be better than them reading have stayed in the championship the last few seasons because there's been three worse teams than them you know yeah. you could say that we've diced with it for for you know so many years and you know the chickens have come home to roost with it potentially this season um but um but but yeah I, I i hope we stay up i you know no no fan wants to see, see their team in league one but yeah. um yeah i've just got a bad feeling about this one that it's just one too many survival uh survival battles yeah i mean i know it's a little bit different getting relegated from the premier league to the championship than he's going down from the championship to league one but relegation has been the best thing that's happened to us for a while so who knows it could that, it, that could end up happening to you like we won't be in the position that we were in now Obviously, because we're still be in the Premier League, but what I mean, we wouldn't have been able to bring in Vincent Company, completely change the entire side. It's it's been it's been good for us. So who knows? If you go down, fingers crossed for you that you don't. Um, you could do that and and come up as a completely new side. But um, time will tell. Uh, we'll wrap it up there, mate. But, um, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Do you want to let everyone know where they can uh, digest your content before we do go? Where they can yeah, find so- you? Yeah, so we're, we're, we're the Elm Park Rules podcast. Um, if you just type in Elm Park Rules or at EPR um, on Twitter, you can find us on there. Um, we, we post content, obviously, uh, onto there, post-match thoughts. We do um, post-match um, uh, podcasts, pre-match podcasts. Um, so, yeah, just try and try and get as much fill of uh, Reading FC on there as, uh, as, as, as you want. We do player podcasts as well. We've done some manager podcasts um, with likes of Brian McDermott. We actually had had a podcast with with, with Noel Hunt as well. So if, from a, a year or two back, so if you wanted to go and listen to that and get a bit of a taste for for, for Noel Hunt to get ahead of the game, go and uh, go and go and click on there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on all the the podcast platforms. So yeah. Happy days, some good names there. Eh? That's names that we could only dream of. Obviously, I won't <laughs> particularly want Noel Hunt on the podcast, you know what I mean? But uh, the Burnley levels, um, so that's that's very impressive. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. Fingers crossed for the rest of the season. I hope you do stay up, but admittedly, I've said that to everyone that we played down there. So uh, someone's got to go down, but we're going to go on, Blackpool are gone. And I think, I think you stop up by the skin of your teeth, thanks to QPR dropping like a lead balloon, personally. But time Let's will hope. tell. <laughs> Let's hope.
yeah, like I said, mate, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Um, apologies, everybody. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to do a full-time show after the Sheffield United game because it finished at 10 and I was working for 18 hours a day after, so I struggled. Uh, similar sort of thing with the Reading game. I'm going down to Reading, so I can't do it on Saturday. Um, and then on Sunday, I'm working 18 hours. So I might shoehorn one in on Monday night, um, probably around 6 p.m., depending on other people, if they can come in. But that does mean sacrificing a pre-game show for the Rotherham game. Um, obviously, keep your eyes on the socials. I'll let everybody know, like I always do, what's coming and when. Of course, there'll be a 60-second review after the Rennie game, probably from my car. Um, <clears throat> or if I go on the coach, yeah, I might, I might try and go on the coach. As it stands, I'm driving down. Um, but there will be a 60-second review. Um, and then maybe a full-time show, they may not, like I said, just keep your eyes on the socials, and I will let you know. But thanks, everybody, for watching. If you're watching, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're listening, and we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.